have y'all. Listen, listen, I missed y'all. What y'all been up to? What's been going on in your life? Tell me all about it. We're having girl talk. As you can see, honey, I'm in my robe, but I had to put a little something up under me just because I ain't want to, you know, slip a nip or something like that. I ain't want to give the people too much, honey. You got to give the people what they need, but not too much. I got to have y'all coming back for more, honey. Listen, it's so good to see you guys. I have missed you. I've been so busy. You guys know I work in production, so we had some, like, events come up, Kingdom Business, um... Season two is out on uh, what is that on BET Plus? So y'all gotta go out and stream it. Um, uh, the reunion tour was here in LA. I had so much going on last week, but we are back and we are better than ever. And as you can see, I don't have any makeup on. Well, let me stop lying. I got my I put my eyebrows on. Honey, y'all know I keep my lashes done and my nails done because honey, honey, catch me at my best and don't catch me at all. Okay. <laughs> Shoot, so I did do a little something, a little one-two, and I slicked back my hair in this ponytail. Believe it or not, this press has lasted me for three weeks. Styles by Destiny pressed this three weeks ago, y'all, and it is still well and intact. And y'all know I work out every single day, so that really speaks that. I haven't had to put no heat on my hair, no nothing, so I'm really excited about that. Okay, so, come in. Come into my room. Come and talk to me. Listen, I want to talk to y'all about some things that I feel like I've just been learning and growing. It has been such an interesting season. And when I say like interesting, I feel like this has been like my 33rd year of life. Oh, I just told y'all my age. Oh, honey, shh, it's a secret. But you know, they said like, this is your Jesus year, honey. I know that in 33, that was the year that the Lord made his way to the cross. Well, honey, he not had me on the cross with I tell you, it has been one thing after the other after the other. And I want to say that I really feel like life adulthood was trying to take me up out of here. Am I the only person that feels like that way? Like, oh my goodness. It was just like, ooh, honey, this is too much. I'm petite. I, I, all this stress and trials and tribulation and struggle. I, 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 Sign me up for the Abundant Life Package, okay? Because this ain't my ministry. But nonetheless, I have learned so much. And I am determined to learn these lessons. Because, baby, we will not be back here again, okay? So I just want to share with you guys some things that I've learned in this season. One of the things I know about this season has been, like, a pruning season. So I talked about that a little bit on a previous podcast about where I feel like God was just stripping and stripping. I've lost probably, like a handful of friends this year and it was all people who I never thought would leave and like I said previously like I had made a decision in my life that I fought with my friends all through high school all through my 20s all through college all through undergrad all through graduate school I made a decision when I turned 30 I was like I'm not fighting with friends and so to see some of these people be removed I know that it was nothing but God and I wish them well in their journey and I know they wish me well as well um, so it's absolutely no beef. Sometimes you really do outgrow people, but that was something that I had to learn because for me, you know, I grew up with such a tight knit village. Um, my great aunt Georgia May, who is my mom's godmother, who is also my grandmother who passed when I was 16, her best friend. And she was somebody who participated in raising me. And it was, you know, she's in a nursing home now. We've been taking care of her. So I see her all the time. And I remember being there with her. And, and my mom said something to her. She was like, you know, one of my mothers, my grandmother, I would call her 
Grandma Eloise. Grandma Eloise's dying wish and dying promise that she made my aunt and my mom promised to her was that she will, they would take care of Aunt Dom and because her son is um, incarcerated. And so we've done that. And it made me think about like how hard it is to let go of friendships because I always thought that my friendships would be like that. You know, that my village would be those people that in the end of the day, we're going to be there. We're going to have to wipe your butt. Like we have to do all of that. All of those things, Frank, um, is so important at this point. But that is what friendships are. But also sometimes I think when we see that person and we think that this is going to be the person who is going to be that person for us, that sometimes God has a bigger plan. And sometimes they're just supposed to take us to this place, but not go all the way with us. Everybody who starts the race with us isn't meant to finish. And so that was one of the things that I really learned this year is that everyone who starts the race isn't meant to finish. And also just because I graduated from something doesn't mean that I have to uh, burn the schoolhouse down. So just because you graduated from being lustful, when you see your friends struggling with being lustful, that don't mean that you get to persecute them or you get to judge them or whatever. You have to understand that they're still their school is still in session. And so sometimes God will distance you from that person so that he can get them by themselves so they can learn the lesson. Because also one of the things that I've learned, number three that I've learned this year is that I can't be people's God. What I mean by that is I used to date this pastor years ago, child, years ago. And he was under the leadership of this mega pastor who's who I will remain nameless. And so um, there was this, how can I say this without people knowing who I'm talking about? I'm going to just say it. There was this celebrity who was in the church whose home had went into foreclosure. And so, of course, when everybody learned that his home had went into foreclosure and that he was losing his house, you know how the saints do. They all got upset. So there was just a fight and a fussing and a fighting and going off on the pastor because it's a mega church, so he had like, a lot of money. You know how those go. And um, so upset. And so the pastor told, you know, his staff, uh, the guy I was dating included, this story. And they were like, you know, a lot of people were upset with him that he didn't intervene when this church goer, the celebrity, was losing his house. What they did not know is that his home had went into foreclosures two times before and the pastor had bailed him out. Well, when it finally went into foreclosure and he lost the house, the celebrity came back to the pastor and was like, oh my God, I have never felt so free. I am so happy that I don't have that burden on me. You know, everybody was living with me. Everybody was mooching off of me. And I feel like now that house is gone, I can really be free and kind of live my life. And it dawned on the pastor, like the Holy Spirit dropped in his spirit that you were trying to be somebody's God. You were trying to save them from something that I was trying to bring them to so that they could be, I could answer their prayer. The pastor didn't know that the man was praying to be released and praying, oh God, this is so heavy on me and everything like that. Be, and he did not know that. And so he kept on helping and bailing him out and bailing him out, not knowing that him losing the house was really connected to his blessing and his freedom that he had been praying for. And I was telling my mom, you know, we were talking about a uh, financial increase. And I know this happens a lot for, you know, the black community and for people, you know, the first generation of people who to succeed. We'd be like, Lord, if you bless me, I'm going to bless this person. 
And then when we get blessed and we get to blessing this person and auntie and uncle asking us for money and grandma and grandpa wanting this and sister and cousin and her boyfriend and everybody wanting this and wanting to live with us. We wonder why we're so stressed about it. But it's because we prayed to be blessed so that we could be a blessing to other people when we should be praying, Lord, bless me. So that not only I can bless people, but I can also teach them how to maintain what you are and bless them as well. Because when we take on the privilege and the responsibility of being someone's God or being their provider, then we move God out the way. And that is not something our responsibility to take on at all. That's God's job. He's supposed to provide for them. He's supposed to make a way out of no way. That is his job. And so that was one of the biggest lessons that I've learned this week is that, I mean, this year is that we cannot be other people's God. We really have to give these people over to um, God and say, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to take control of this. I'm not going to try to micromanage this. I'm just going to totally release this to you and I'm going to let you do what you do. Okay. And that was hard for me. Cause I don't know about y'all, but honey, I am a control freak. I love to be in control. I be telling people what to do. I like things over here. If you do something for me, I'm going to come back over and I'm going to correct it and all that type of stuff. And I remember I'm planning um, a baby shower for a sorority sister of mine. Ah, y'all love it, AKA. Oh, and I went to a chapter meeting. I'm so excited about that. Um... And I was just like, oh, we should do it like this. And I was up all night looking all these things up. And God was like, why are you trying to take control of this? That's my child. Let me come in and do what I do. And as he came in and he did what he did, he lined everything up. He lined up the caterer. He lined up everything. Because that's who he is. And so I think sometimes we take on pressures and responsibilities that are not for us. But they're really meant to God. Um, so that was one of the things that I've also learned this year. Another thing that I have learned is with all of the stripping and all the pruning and um, the health things that have happened, you know, my mom and my auntie are coming up on 60. And I'll just share this story. I'll be as transparent as I know how to be. Um, on my mom's side of the family, we have they have always struggled with their weight. And so as a result of that, my mom had five brothers who are all deceased. One died when he was 17, another one 21, one was 31, just really young. And most of it is uh, blood clots, poor health. And so my mom and my aunt then decided that they were going to um, go get the surgery because their 60th birthday is coming up. And they were so concerned about outliving 60 because nobody on my mom's side of the family has outlived it. And so I could feel myself as those, oh, how old y'all about to be old 60? Me starting to get worried, me starting to feel the stress. You know, it's like the silent thing that we all kind of looking at like, oh goodness, like let me have a grandbaby so my mama can see a grandbaby before then. And I realized that that was fear and that all I can do is what I can do. And I have to allow God to do the rest. And I also have to take responsibility of what I can do. I can work out. I can treat my body as a temple. That means who enters and who does not is very important. Because when I say this about uh, sex and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm jumping from topic to topic, so y'all got to kind of follow me. 
when I say this about sex, one of the things that God really revealed to me is that one of the reasons why he does not want for us to just be out here throwing this thing in a circle is because the same way that you don't know what somebody else carries, they don't know what you carry. And so when it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, that's what it is. It is the same way that they don't see the anointing that's on the inside of you. They don't see the joy that's on the inside of you. They don't see any of the any of the brokenness that you may be dealing with. You don't see it with them. And so sometimes the devil uses people and what they are dealing with to get to you. You ain't never dealt with no uh, depression or suicidal thoughts. But now you talking about pound town. Town. He just took down. Yeah, you down all right. You're down. Your mind is down. Your heart is down. Your, your, your spirit is down. You used to float and bop and be happy all the time, but now you just down. You're just stuck in the mud. And you want to know why? Because you was getting the, the joy pounded out of you every night. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. So we have to be careful as it applies to who we allow for us to lay down with. Because we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. And some of you guys are dealing with things that are not assigned to you. It is something that is an attack of the enemy came from somebody else. They don't even know they're on assignment to kill you, to destroy you, to rob you of your peace, to rob you of your joy, to rob you of your fight to live. And it all came from who you allow yourself to connect with and be intimate with. So that was one of the things I've also learned this year. Um, another thing is what love really looks like. You know, I think we live in a society that teaches us now, that teaches us that success looks like monetary gain, which, you know, it could be seen, it could be seen that way. Cause I do believe in abundant life and I do believe that God came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. I do believe that, you know, I, the way I see uh, our father God is that he is my father. And because I was graced with the honor and the privilege of having such a remarkable earthly father, I understand how God can love us. Like, okay, Joseph Henry, that's my daddy, right? My daddy will move heaven and earth to come and be with me. My daddy, if he has a mansion, baby, I got a mansion. If he had three cars, I got three cars. He wants nothing but to be good to me, right? That's the same way that it is with our Heavenly Father. So I believe that in terms of abundance. But I also believe that abundance can also come from what you really want in your life. Like there are some people who have no desire to uh, live in a big house or live in a big city. But they just want to have love. They want to... Uh, be healthy they want all these things and God wants to give that to us right and that is what abundant life looks like and so one of the things that God was just showing me uh, about what love looks like is it looks like someone who is there for you and will sit down in the mud with you even when things are hard and I think in terms of dating one of the things that I got caught up in as a result of, as you guys can see, I have a birthmark. As a result of being like bullied for a really long time, you know, I would consider myself to be somebody who was an ugly duckling. I moved around a lot. Um, 
And so I was always reintroducing myself to people. Re, oh, what's that? What's that thing on your face? Uh, it's a doo-doo mark on your face. And you know, I used to have a really big gap, and so people would say mean things like, "Oh, her gap's so big, and when she suck dick, it go right through her gap and stuff like that." And that really messed with my self-esteem. It wasn't until I was older that I started to see myself properly and see that all the things that I had been covering up and all the things that I had been hiding were all the things that made me mean and it's what made me the most beautiful um dang i lost my train of thought dang y'all i need some wine wine i'll wait um but i think about that now and i'm just like as it applies to love the self-love is loving what you see in the mirror loving what the ugly parts of you and knowing that the same way that our Heavenly Father loves it in that way, that he has somebody here on assignment on this earth to love you just that way. And they don't always have to have what monetarily comes with it because when I think about that favor that we say that he who finds a wife gains favor from the Lord, sometimes that favor comes in blessing that man financially once he gets with his favor. You see what I'm saying? And so I want to encourage us as we are dating. I want to think that my demographic, most of y'all are single, um, to really look at the heart of a man, to look at his integrity, to look at does he do what he say he going to do, to look at how he talk about his mama, to look at what his plans and his goals are, to look at how he puts you in danger, to look at and if he never does to look at him and how he takes care of you when you're sick all the things that really matter uh because that's what really matters i just got a phone call from melanie child well no it was from joseph henry joseph henry called me and was like yeah i had to take your mama to the er because you know her um her throat, her throat was hurting her and her voice is gone now why she need to go to the er because her voice is gone honey i don't know but she's an actor Okay, Melanie is an actress, ladies and gentlemen, okay? So I'm like, okay, she's like, yes. And so I called her, I said, let me let me talk to the actor. So she on the FaceTime, we on the FaceTime. I said, now Melanie, what's going on with you? She's like, oh, you know, <clears throat> my voice is gone and my man had to take me to the ER, but I'm feeling a little bit better now because I've been healed by wine. I said, oh, all of a sudden you miraculously healed? You healed by the wine, honey? She said, yes, Jesus did it again. <laughs> so I'm laughing about that. But in that moment, I'm thinking, hmm, you got a, a tingle in your throat? And your man stopped everything he was doing to take you to the ER? And then took you to your favorite restaurant so that you can have a little healing power of the wine? Hmm. The same thing with George May. Hmm. Your son is incarcerated and isn't able to be here and take care of you, but your best friend's daughters are the ones that are taking care of you. Hmm. That's love. That's love. And I think so often we miss out on that type of love because the world has foreshadowed us with this type of love. And as someone who has this type of love, I wanna encourage you that that type of love is what makes this type of love 
even better. And so I feel like what I am to say to you all today is check your priorities. Check your priorities. Check your heart position. And ask God to show you what you really should be focusing on as it applies to a partner, as it applies to a job, as it applies to going into 2024. You know, we're getting prepared for it now. I'm encouraging you guys to shut down some things, you know, fast and stuff like that. I told myself I was going to fast from alcohol, but I'm going to do my best, okay? I'm going to do my best, okay? I fall down, but I get up, all right? And that's what I want you to do is your best, okay? So that is one of the things that we want to do because the door has opened. The door and the breakthrough for next year has already opened. And so we just got to walk into it by being obedient to what God has told us to do. Also, is there anything that you're supposed to be doing that you haven't done in 2023? You better get it done, honey, because everything attached to me is going up. And y'all, I want for y'all to give me all the praise reports about all the good things that are coming your way. I need to be at the weddings, all right? I need to be at the business launches, okay? I need to see the children being born. Now, I watch it from afar. And uh, if y'all having some girls, I like my girls that have some doggone barracks in their hair. Now, I'm sick of y'all not putting barracks in my baby's hair. I'm going to my friend baby shower. I mean, not baby shower, but her baby birthday on Saturday. And I can't wait, honey, because I'm going to get her baby all the barracks. I just love it. And you know it's going to be pink. <laughs> I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, excited. But that's just me being biased about barrettes, child, because I used to have barrettes in my hand. But anyway, um, you know the big ones? They're like, they're like the, you know when they, hold on, I got these. Because, of course, I got everything in my house pink. But, you know, they go like these, this on your head. And they so cute. That is so cute for a little girl with her little tutu. Oh, I love it. I live vicariously through you all when it comes to the kids because, amen, amen. Amen, children. Amen. Amen. So that is something else that I've learned. I want to say there was one more thing that I wanted to share with you guys. What else have I learned in this season that has been so interesting to me? I have learned the importance of letting go. So last year, I somebody told me that they feel like I'm like the Lala. In terms of, like, I have, like, a lot of friends or whatever, but not one particular, like, bestie, bestie, bestie. And I really thought about that, and I was like, oh, I can see how that could be true or whatever. But it's really because I feel like I'm just so much that I often feel very misunderstood by most people. And I feel like because I do live by coastly, like, a lot of people don't really don't understand me. So that's probably why. But also, I feel like... One of the things that God has really shown me is how to release things. Because sometimes for me, being a control freak, I try to make people do things the way that I do them. Like, I know that I have, like, friends who, when they go through stuff, they totally shut off everybody. And I think that's the weirdest thing. I mean, I, in a way, I can kind of understand. It's like, if that's your process, then you got to shut everything off. But good God. What, what you going through over there, sis? I'm trying to call you. You're not answering your phone. And God had to deal with me on that and be like, Nina, everybody does not process the things that you process in the same way. 
But for me, I had to be honest with myself and be like, well, I get that, God. But my problem with it is, is that you're not allowing me to be a friend to you in the way that I would want to show up for you. And it takes two to be a friend. So why you have isolated yourself over there, going through whatever it is that you may be going through. What about what I'm going through? I know that sounds totally selfish. Y'all can tell me in the group chat. Y'all can tell me everything or whatever. I'm just talking things out and kind of rambling on about what I've been learning. Um, but I realize sometimes that it's not about you. This life that we live, we think that it's really about us. We think it's about us. We think about what we need. We think about how it's about our uh, living. We think it's about our family. We think about everything else, but it is really not about us. Our life is here, and we are here for a purpose that God has given us to touch other people. And so I just want to ask you, like, how are you showing up for other people? I know that one of the things that I've also learned about this is, like, I can show up in better ways for my family and for the people that I know who are going to be there forever. And as it applies to having so many friends, focusing on the people who I know aren't going anywhere. That's really important to me to give them just as much energy as the new friends that I have uh, had in my life because they need me, you know. Ain't Georgia May, she needs me. And who would have thought that my grandma died when I was 15? I am 33 now, so I think that's what, 18 years? The 18 years later, we will be here taking care of her as she's in her 70s. And I think that's the type of friendships and that's the type of relationships that are important. And sometimes we don't often see those relationships for what they are. But when you have really good friendships, when you have people who see you, when you have people who love you, when you have people who are down for you, whether you sick, whether you tired, whether you up or whether you down, that is important. And you have to guard those relationships and treat them accordingly. And, and be okay with some of those relationships that have to end. And know that just because this person is not a part of your life anymore doesn't mean that there's any love lost. Like, I lost one of, not one of, my best friend. My best friend this year. For sure, for sure. Hands down, hands down. And I have been mourning that relationship. Um, for sure, for sure. And... I just wish her well. I don't have nothing but I don't have anything bad to say. Baby, if that one called me and say she needs something, I am on my way. I am on my way. I I will drop heaven and earth. Um, and so sometimes when we get upset with people, we forget that life is short. We forget that tomorrow's not promised, and we forget that when the world is shaking and nothing stands, that they're gonna be there, even, even when they're mad. Okay, y'all. So I know I said a lot. Or maybe I didn't say anything. I hope y'all got it from that. I wanted to come to y'all in my jammies. It's raining here in LA, which is cute because you know what that means. It's time for me to have some wine and watch my shows. That was probably really ugly for the people who are <laughs> to the end. But no, seriously, I want to know like, as the weeks come up, y'all give me some topics. One of the things that I decided about the show was I'm not going to have, like, seasons. I'm just going to keep going because one thing about me is I have to be consistent with stuff like this because it does cost me something to put this podcast out in terms of, like, energy, in terms of, like, talking. I'm more of, like, a I'm best on my feet 
those are type that's the type of person I am and so to do everything by myself it takes me a while to get into the groove of it so I'm just gonna keep going so if y'all have anything y'all want me to talk about y'all message me at asknina at gmail.com if you follow me on Instagram at all things Nina Simone right please let me know what your thoughts are but keep it cute or I mean y'all already know y'all know who I am <laughs> keep it cute or you might catch me on a day okay well i'm gonna tell jesus to step to the left okay and i'm gonna cuss you out all right oh did i say that i did i did i did mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that was for the person who decided they was gonna uh, send me them text messages you little stalker mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i ain't got no makeup on now baby mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so check that okay in jesus name all right i digressed <clears throat> yeah they wanted to send me some doggone letters y'all who did they thought they was talking to who? Mm-mm. We won't play that. We won't play that. Okay, so we're moving on to Ask Nina. So if you have a question, write into asknina at gmail.com and I will answer it. So somebody just wrote a really simple question and said, Hi Nina, any advice on dating? Girl, what type of advice do you want? Well, I don't know if this is a girl or a guy. Honey, what type of advice do you want? Because I got all the advice on dating. Listen, I really, really enjoy dating, guys. I remember I went on a date with one guy. And he was like, I feel like you're like a serial dater. Like you just date. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I enjoy meeting new people. So if I had to give any advice on dating, the first thing I would, I would say is check your energy before you leave your house. Energy is so important. Energy is so important because what you put out is what you're going to get, okay? So if you're in a funky mood, honey, stay at home. Just stay at home or fix it before you leave or before you meet somebody because they can feel that. And so you're going to attract people who are in funky moods. And then two, three months later, you wondering why you outside arguing outside the club with this man. And you ain't even know he was like that because you, you put that energy out, okay? So... Check your energy before you leave your house. Number two, always look your best. Because when you look your best, it radiates through you. I can tell like when I go out and I'm like just kind of throwing myself together or whatever, I don't really like radiate or kind of bop it and float as highly as I could. Because I'm like, dang, my hair not done. Dang, I got, ooh, dang, ooh, honey, I should have went home. You know, you don't want any of that. You don't want to have to second guess anything. So you want to make sure that you look your absolute best. That is step number two in um, advice on dating. And number three, just have fun. The best advice that I ever got when child when I was doing all my acting classes was let's play learn how to play like it's literally just playing it's literally asking all the questions and having an audition dating is literally auditioning people and seeing what who's going to get the role that's all it is and so you have your heart set non-negotiables you have things that you're looking for date as soberly as you can and I say that because the things that you will like when you are intoxicated is not the thing that you're going to like when you saw with baby, okay? Date as soberly as you can and also enjoy the ride. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Enjoy meeting new people. People have some something to give and something to say. I've gone out and just met somebody. I met a guy at the bar. We've gone to another place and I never saw or heard from them. But we just both decided we're just going to enjoy each other at um, this restaurant and have the best time. And in that, I learned how to do this. or I learned about this place and, and different 
uh, geographies. One of the things that I really enjoy about living in LA the most is that it's so diverse and dating is so diverse. I know that there are women and men who only want to date in their race. That is your preference. But if you are teeter-totting on the line and you're like, mm, I don't know, I mean, I could, maybe, why not? Give it a shot. You never know. You never know. At the end of the day, you could check it off your list. Like, oh, you know, I went on a date with this a white guy. You know, I went on a date with a Latino. Oh, a Latino. You know, I went on a date with a Jamaican man. You know what I'm saying? We just love La Sasa. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you're going to experience. That might be the love of your life, honey. You might end up moving to Costa Rica. Okay? So, baby, get on out here. Be open. Be honest. And just be available. And, honey, leave all that stress. Leave all that hurt with the person who hurt you, honey. Bye. Tell that hoes to get the hell on, honey. It ain't nothing to cut that off. And the last thing I have to say about dating and the best advice that I would give to any little person, my little goddaughter, I'm going to tell her this. Men are like buses. Miss one, next 15, one coming. All right? <laughs> Keep this thing pushing, okay? Shoot. Shoot. Keep this thing pushing. All right? Somebody hurt you, baby. Do what you need to do to heal and get back up again. We fall down, but we get up. Get the hell on up. And let's keep this thing pushing. And then remember that, like, you know, everybody's not going to be your husband. Everybody's not going to be your wife. Some people are just there to teach you to shine a mirror on you. Y'all see this mirror? To shine a mirror on you to let you know what you can improve on. Um, take the meat, spit out the bones. That's the most, that's the best advice I can give. So, yeah. So, you know, I never like to leave you without a word and a word of prayer. I feel like we've had a word this entire time. I hope y'all got some from that. I just wanted to be honest and hopefully y'all kind of got to know me a little bit more as we do this whole podcasting thing together. I'm really excited about it. But my word for this week is give it all you got. Give it all you got. You know, I was having a conversation um with this guy and he was telling me how you know he was going to circle circle back to his first love and he was really nervous about uh dating her because in the time that they had been distant he had had about four or five kids and he was like you know she doesn't have any kids i don't know how it's gonna work out or if she's gonna be able to take it but she told me that she was gonna give it all that she got and he was like, so I'm just going to give it all that I have as well. And I think sometimes, like, we look at our careers, we look at our marriage, we look at our families, and we're like, I don't really know what I can do. You give it all that you got. And in return, God will give it all that he has. I know when we were going through a really hard time in my business, um, one of the pastors was talking to my parents, and they were saying, you know, uh, the restoration that is going to happen is uh, Romans 8 and 18, where it says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And it was interesting to hear because he said, God is going to reconcile and he is going to give you glory. You just had to go through this. And what only thing you can do in this moment is to do what you can. So that is my word for you. Do what you can. You may be troubled in your spirit. You may not know what you're going to do next, but you have to do what you can and know that while you're doing what you can do, this podcast is me doing what I can do. 
And I expect for God to meet me here. So live with expectation. Live with knowing that God is going to meet you right where you are because you have done what you can. And he has promised to do the rest. Well, you know, you know, I never like to leave you without a word of prayer. So Lord, I thank you for all the people who are under the sound of my voice. I thank you, oh God, that they came and they spent this time with us and we were able to talk. And God, I pray that you would bless them, that you would bless them, Father God, in all the ways they need blessed. God, I know there are things on their hearts, Father God, that they have not even spoken aloud. I pray, Father God, that you said that you would heal and hear even the secret petition of our heart. I thank you, oh God, right now, God, that you would grant them beauty for ashes and joy for mourning. I thank you, oh God, right now, God, that where they have cried, Father God, even in their secret place, Father God, that you would heal their hearts and let them be whole. I come against every satanic and demonic force that is not like you. And God, I thank you, oh God, that Lord Jesus, good things will come to them from the north, south, east, and the west. May this time and this moment of sacrifice be a confirmation that you see them and that you hear them and that you are with them. And so I declare and decree that nothing but good things will come to everybody under the sound of my voice. I declare and decree, Father God, the Lord Jesus, that lives will be saved as a result of the people who have heard this message. I declare and decree, Father God, that money will come to them from the north, south, east, and the west, Father God, and you will supply all of their needs. They won't be lacking anything, Father God, but they shall be the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath, the lender and not the borrower, Father God, and the leader and not the follower. I thank you, oh God, that you are taking all those who are behind us, Father God, and all those who are in the back, Father God, and bringing them to the front, Father God, that you are turning the things around for our good because you promised us something, and we believe what you said in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Nina Show. I love y'all so much. And I pray that something great happens to y'all this week. And I want to hear about it. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, honey, and share this with somebody, honey. Because I don't like to just be talking for no reason, honey. I want for somebody to see me talking. Don't you think I need to see me? I think so, too. Well, anyway, I love y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.